Are you recording? Okay, there you go. So, Parshas Vayigash. This is where uh, the story of Yosef and his brothers uh, reaches a climax, a uh, crescendo, a real, uh, real drama. And basically, um, uh, Yosef still hiding from his brothers. They don't realize it's him. He's really giving them a hard time. And um, they uh, basically, Yosef, Yosef uh, wants to keep his full brother, Benjamin, Benjamin as, a, as, a, uh, as a captive. And his brothers have a similar test that they had many years earlier of how are they going to stick up for their younger brother. And this time they pass with flying colors because uh, Yehuda, the leader who at the time, uh, to some degree, uh, was not successful in saving Yosef. This time around, what happens? He um, he uh, basically says, Yosef, uh, you know, we're not going to stand for this. We'll, we're going to fight to the death. And that is where, and Yosef realized, Yosef remembered that two of his brothers were able to wipe out an entire city. And he realizes that if his brothers are, are threatening, that it, they actually could wipe out the whole Egypt, and he may even get killed himself. So uh, this is serious business. And that's where the, uh, the Torah starts out this week. Phenomenal story, just to even just read through in the in the, in the English. Just the storyline uh, is a real a real thriller. So what happens in chapter forty-five, verse verse one? Yosef he realizes he, he just can't he can't take it anymore. He's having this Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. He's hiding his real identity, but he's faking, and he just he realizes he can't keep this up. And he really is at the point where he's about to burst. He's overcome with all these mixed emotions of, um, one second here, having some technical difficulty. Are we recording now? Yes, we're recording again. Okay, so Yosef is overcome with all kinds of emotions. And we know we've all been in situations where we're overcome with emotion and at that point, certainly 21st century um, society tells us if you're overcome with emotion, you are not responsible for anything. You just can't be expected to be a decent person. But the Torah tells us, no. Yosef, the Torah says, very says, the low yachol Yosef. Yosef could not restrain himself. He was, he was shaking. But he realizes if he reveals his true identity to his brothers, they are going to be so embarrassed because they're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be so ashamed in front of, after all they did to him. But he doesn't want to embarrass them. He controls himself and he asks everyone who is not his family to leave the room. And that is considered a superhuman thing. And the reason why the Torah tells us this is to tell us that just because we are overcome with emotion, it does not allow us to uh, to to uh, not do something that we have to do. My emergency doesn't mean that you're a casualty. 
and that that is an incredible, uh, I think, very relevant uh, way uh, that uh, the name of this series is to love your neighbor. That's uh, a lot of times what it means to love your neighbor, to to be able to to stay in control even when you're, you're really not. There's so many stories with quote unquote simple people and great people. There's a famous story with. Um, the Moshe Feinstein, you know, the leader of uh, jury in America after uh, World War II. So he was here even before then. But he was known as uh, probably the, the, the I mean, yes, I mean, he was known as the greatest scholar in, on American soil, greatest uh, decider of Jewish law. And he was also known to be the, the, the most sensitive person on the planet. And one time he got a ride with someone and he, uh, the person giving him a ride, you know, was being nice and being the chauffeur and opened the door for the rabbi, but he closed the door on the rabbi's hand. Wow. Famous story. And uh, the rabbi uh, was, now I'm not saying this is for me and you. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd recommend this at home, but uh, this is the concept. You, know, you have uh, this rabbi who was able to not sit there and start yelling at the guy. Uh, even though he was a lot of pain, and most of us were in a lot of pain. Uh, again, people, other people should be kind to us and be, and be understanding of us when we're in pain, but we're talking here about the expectations of myself. When I'm in pain, uh, it's not necessarily someone else's problem. Okay, so now this story is just, you know, again, we're looking about how to do things properly, Again, these are all not things what I should expect from someone else. If someone else is in pain, I should be very understanding and understand that they're in pain and they don't mean it personally. But, so in verse 5 over here, what does Yosef do? Yosef realizes that his brothers are like beyond themselves. They can't live with themselves. Here they thought they basically killed their brother, and here their brother is in charge, and they realize they were all wrong. And what does Yosef do? He doesn't take any revenge. He does the absolute opposite. What does he do? He tells his brothers. He tells them, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Don't be angry. He said, look, you know, this was all from God. I'm not angry at you. Don't be depressed. Now, Usually, if, if someone hurt me, it would be considered the high road to, let's say, not retaliate. But we certainly wouldn't expect me to not only not retaliate, but to make them feel better. So Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz, the great uh, uh, post-World uh, War II rabbi in Israel, Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz says that this really is what Hashem expects us to, to strive for. Again, we're not looking for perfection, and we understand people are imperfect. But again, this is something that we that that, that is considered admirable. If a person is it realizes, you know, most people aren't evil. Most people are well intentioned. People are weak sometimes, and we make mistakes. So when a person realizes they made a mistake, it's very painful, and I can actually do them a very very big favor by making them not feel so bad. And that's really what we see. That That's what high-level people do. And that's what we got to try to do. If someone hurts us, 
we can actually do them a huge favor by saying, hey, you know, it's okay, it's all right, don't worry. Now, obviously, there's cases where there's abuse and there's cases of things that there's real severe situations. And obviously, a person uh, in those situations should uh, not be uh, not be abused. Um, what we're talking about, you know, your average, you know, squabbles that family members and, and friends get into all the time. Uh, this is what the high road looks like. Torah continues, and it's just, this Yosef just keeps piling on this, you see what kind of person he is. So he continues trying to make the brothers feel better. And he says, it was not you that sent me here. You didn't send me. God sent me here. And this is like the ultimate way, the stories of rabbis, let's say, someone would insult them. And they would look up to God and they would say, God, what do you want? They understood that this whole world, as Rabbi Dessler says, is God's chessboard. God, yes, we have free choice. And that's a, obviously a big discussion, trying to understand how God is in control. But yet we have free choice. But that is worked out. And when something unpleasant happens to us, the reality is if it happened, then God intended it to happen. Now, whoever did it, now Hashem has many ways of things happening to us. So, for example, if, if I, if someone needs to experience pain, so the pain can be experienced through whatever way God can happen. And if you decide that you're going to instill that pain, then you are going to get what you deserve. But Yosef was telling them the absolute truth. He says, I am not taking this personally. I understand that this was meant to happen. And that is prop. this may be, it for sure is, one of the most powerful ways to be peaceful with other people. Because we all know that the um, one of the big um, impediments of peace is when you, you feel the pain that you have, the other person is unrightfully put that pain on you. It's not right. And therefore, I'm angry at you because you gave pain to me that I wasn't supposed to have. And Yosef is teaching us, maybe that person shouldn't be mean to me. But the pain that I'm having, the unpleasant situation, the challenging situation, I'm supposed to be having that now, and that is good for me somehow. If a person is able to, to keep that in mind, then you might even hug the person who gives you the challenge because you needed that challenge. And that's a very high level thing. And obviously there's many levels to it, but to a major degree, um, this is just a way to, uh, you know, you know, I, I obviously I've known this for many years and, and sometimes when I'm feeling particularly strong, I'm able if something unpleasant happens to say, look, you know, God wants this to happen. I know uh, one of my teachers, Rabbi Lipson, you know, often uh, discuss with him something going on in my life, in the community, professionally, personally. And his, his, his answer is, is so often the same refrain. He'll say, look, you have another opportunity to work on your mitos, another opportunity to develop your character. And there's no question about it. So that is what we see from Yosef, if you understand that everything comes from Hashem, then uh, it makes life a lot easier. 
Now, Yosef just, you know, each one of these things, he's, he's, he's almost, you, you would think he's an angel, but he's not. He's someone who worked on himself tremendously. And it's just, you see what, can, what a, per, a human being is able to accomplish when they, when they really work on themselves. So the verse continues. So basically, Yosef revealed himself to his brothers. They're going to go back to Israel, tell their father that Yosef's alive. Now, you can imagine that uh, these brothers were very stressed out and really uh, very, you know, probably lots of mixed emotions, angry, depressed, anxious. Now, you got 10 people like that traveling back on the road. There's likely to be, you know, emotions are running high, feelings are running high, patients running low. They might get into a fight on the way back and start like saying, oh, it was your fault. It was your fault. It was my fault. It's going to be very sensitive. And Yosef takes, he says, he says, you know what? He says, Al Tir Gazuba Derech. He goes out of his way and says, don't get into fights on the road. You know, keep the topic light. Talk about the weather. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about COVID. Talk about, no, no, talk about food. You know, so something that's not going to be an issue. And that is a mitzvah. One of the biggest mitzvahs is to help people proactively, proactively to help people not be uh, in arguments. Not just like, you know, everyone knows you break up an argument. Okay. You know, and most people will try to break up an argument, although most people won't. But to, to proactively help people not uh, get into fights. So they bring Yaakov back to Egypt. Here's the moment. Yaakov thinks his son's dead. Yosef hasn't seen his father in many years. And they finally get together. And what does the verse say? Verse says... Yosef got off his chariot, and Yosef appeared before his father. It's interesting. What does that mean? He appeared before his father. So the commentaries say that the word appearing before his father means that he put himself at his father's service. Here he is. He probably is overcome with emotions of just wanting to be with his family, and you would think he, most people would be very self-centered. I am excited. I am overwhelmed. I am tears of joy, tears of sad, all probably everything in the middle. But what does he do? He appears, and he recognizes that his father um, is, um, is, is also in that position. His father misses his son. He wants to enjoy his son. And Yosef had the presence of mind to not be a two-year-old. How does a two-year-old deal with their parents? All they have is needs. They don't care if their parents are going to wake up in the middle of the night. They don't care if their parents just cleaned up. Babies don't care at all about their parents. That's their job, right? And our job as we grow up is to think less and less just about ourselves, but think about ourselves and about other people. 
Hashem does it that way on purpose, so we take care of ourselves, because you always do have to take care of yourself first. But as we grow older, it's take care of yourself and keep expanding and, and focusing on ours as well. And Yosef did that. Yosef was able, even when he had this amazing need, intense need to enjoy the experience, he wanted to make sure and was focused on what does my father want most now? What would my father find most pleasurable now? And this is a message which is beyond, it's really in any situation, you know, with friends, acquaintances, but particularly, um, you know, we live in a society today where uh, everyone, for whatever reason, very often we feel things are coming to us. Uh, children growing up today are are not being, uh, many situations, not, the, the street isn't telling them that they should respect their parents appropriately, is not telling them to teach, to respect adults, to respect anyone else. It's all about me. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but there certainly is a lot of that vibe around there. And we see that that's not the case. The, 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 the Torah tells us very clearly. The Torah doesn't say if you have amazing parents, you have to honor them. The Torah doesn't say if you have a really, really nice old man, you should be respectful to them. The Torah says respect older people, respect your parents, love everyone. One, one more idea. The famous song, Am Yisrael Chai, Am Yisrael Chai. Well, there's the second part of the song, which I never really understood why it, why it goes with it. But there's Odavinu Chai, the famous statement that Yosef said. He really, his, his revealing himself to his brothers is kind of very, uh, it's not very uh, long. It just says, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef Ha'od Avinu Chai. Basically, is my father still alive? And there's a famous Talmud here that Rashi quotes, and he says, what was Yosef saying? Yosef didn't have to say, yeah, you guys, you really, after all you did, how can my father live and how could I live? He just says a reality check. I am Yosef. And that they were able, it was like when you have, ever see those pictures where it's pitch dark, and there's all of a sudden a bolt of lightning that comes for a fraction of a second and lights up everything and everything is clear. When Yosef said the words, I am Yosef, everything was clear. It, it was absolute clarity. And absolute clarity can be very instructive, can be painful, can be very happy. And this is supposed to be a lesson to us that we live in a world where there's a lot of confusion. I think lack of clarity, certainly over the past two years, has been the epitome of our existence. We just don't know what's going to be. We don't know how to do. We don't know how to react. When a person goes to the next world, Mashiach comes, there will be absolute clarity. And that's something that, if we think about it, it will help us even times when things are not as clear and they seem to be very muddled but we we're, but we get very short-sighted but if you remember you know there's going to be a day where things are going to be out in the open and very clear and we are going to be very not necessarily happy with all our decisions you know we know when we know for sure everyone's going to find out that's a very powerful 
tool to do the right thing. But the reality is we're all going to get that. Uh, God knows exactly what's happened. We're going to have to look it in the face. And that is a very helpful way to treat other people properly. If we know that one second, it's not just me and this person in this room now having a negative interaction. It's not that no one sees how patient I am. Every, God knows everything. We're going to see everything. Everything's going to be out open. It'll be 100% clear. And clarity, again, is so helpful for everything in life, to keeping peace, to staying focused, to staying motivated. And those are a few of the lessons that we learned from the story of Yosef. So a quick, quick review. We've talked about how even when I'm high strung and I'm in, let's say, a lot of physical or emotional pain, I have to try my best to keep in mind to not level other people and not make my problem their problem. They get hurt in the process. We learned from Rabbi Rocham how even if someone else hurt me, I should try my best to make them person not feel not feel so bad about it. We also learned from Rabbi, Rabbi Rucham that a very helpful tool in life is to realize that everything is, if it happened, it's supposed to happen. As the other, the famous line goes, if it could be better, it would be better. And that is very helpful for staying, staying uh, and getting along with, with people. We learned that Yosef tried very hard. His brothers, who he really could have had a lot of things against them, he didn't want them to get in a fight. We learned that Yosef, when he was so, could have been so self-centered and focused on how happy he was, but he also had the presence of mind to think, well, what does my father need right now? And lastly, we learned the famous idea of absolute clarity. All Yosef had to say was, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef, and that gave everything clarity and clarity uh, something that we have to, it could be motivating for the future that there will be clarity, it could be motivating as much as we can gain clarity now. And uh, these, again, these uh, partials are gold mines full of ways of how to love other people, to have a beautiful Shabbos. Hanukkah, believe it or not, was just a few days ago. Keep the uh, energy of Hanukkah with us and a beautiful Shabbos.